I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan. Greg. <laughs> yeah, my timing was all out. Your timing was way off. I didn't even say and I'm. I <laughs> hey, uh, it's a Saturday pod. Saturday pod. Sunny Saturday here in sunny Camperdown. We just ate some sunny Saturday schnitzies. We did. Palmies. Palm. The good people at Vic's Meats. Yeah. So and we've just finished eating. <laughs> so welcome to the, uh, the digestion pod. <laughs> and this is May Madness. Madness, madness, madness. May Madness. This is the second of five films we're doing, a part of May Madness, where it's really about hitting the blockbusters. We've hit some some deep cuts recently, which are fun and all, but you know what? We need to... We need to hit the big ones too. Yeah. That's where you get the new listeners, Greg. Is it? The, the blockbusters. Uh, they come for the hits. They come for the hits. And they stay for the... For the tits. Oh. And Ryan. I have put on, I have put on <laughs> yeah, a little weight. Yeah, me too. Uh, we've got some boobs on us, guys. Yeah. Um, it's a good reason to stay apparently. But the, the uh, we're doing the big ones. We are. We did Terminator 2 last week. We haven't recorded it yet, so it's a little confusing. Oh, they've already listened to Terminator 2? <laughs> <This, laughs> they have. This is as confusing as Terminator 2's. Well, exactly, Timeline. because it's cyclical. Mm. And you can't send someone back to delete the pod. You can't. So we're going to send that episode back in time, but rather than impacting the future, it's just realising what was yeah, always meant okay. to happen. Oh, that makes sense. It enables sense. what was always meant to be. Yep. So film number two of May Madness is... Batman. Nineteen eighty nine Batman. No, mm-hmm. None of those other Batman. Eighties Batman. Eighties Batman. The only eighties Batman, I suppose. Potentially. Yeah, and the only Batman. Keep busting. Oh no, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> He's got great banter around that though. Two words that I want you all to remember. They're very important. And if I leave you with anything, I'm going to leave you with these two words. And those two words are. I'm Batman. We're getting way ahead of ourselves, though, because before we get into the movie, we need to set the tone. What, what 1989 was when this came out. Late 80s. Late 80s. Last year of the 80s the decade. Final year of the 80s decade. Um, of course, we are in Expo Hangover territory. A lot of people kind come of coming, down. coming down from the, the cloud. Um, yeah. A it wasn't distinct, a rainy cloud, you know, it was just like people were up high in the sky. But there's like a distinct the lack of high divers in the high divers are, 89. Are, you know, having a breather, mm. uh, all the training, et cetera, it's time for them to relax. They're having the cheap meals and such. So it's a bit of a, a delta in, you know, cultural significance this year when everyone just sort of paused. Um, mm. One guy that slipped on in around this time, mm. one family, should I say, was The Simpsons. Oh! Yeah, yeah, as they say in French. Mm. You've probably heard of them? Yeah, I think so. Chinese guy with a moustache. Yeah, yeah, Chinese guy with a moustache. The Simpsons obviously burst onto the scene around this time, 89. Mm. 
Now, we don't need to get too much into them because we're all pretty familiar. I just mm. thought I'd draw our, uh, draw our attention to a little song that came out. Not sure. Look, technically it was probably the year after, but, you know, in the in the spirit of The Simpsons launching. If it's a song I think you're talking about, I'm pretty sure it has still season one, so, you know. Yeah, we're, we're fine. We, we're, yeah. we can bend time, as we've already said. Yeah. Uh, do you remember The Bartman is what I'm getting at? Do you remember The Bartman? Yo, hey, what's happening, dude? It is very Michael Jackson, though, isn't it? Yeah. Did you know he produced it? He did? Okay, I was going to say that was one of the schoolyard things. I wasn't sure if it was true. He's got a unique sound. This guy's going to go places. Yeah. Until people realise we were being catfished. <laughs> By a middle-aged white woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it took the world by storm, didn't it? So interestingly, this song performed a lot better in Australia than it did in the US. Really? Yeah. I've always thought The Simpsons is more culturally relevant in Australia than anywhere else in the world. Mm. Because we had such a finite amount of content. We had like four channels. We love fossil fuels. <laughs> Wait, he's nuclear. We haven't adopted nuclear. But it's just the, in terms of nuclear. like the, the uh, I, I don't know, some per capita influence of this show on young children, mm. this must have been bigger than the US. I, I just think it was. But this was season one, so it wasn't even on every night yet. So sorry, continue, continue. Yeah, it went to number one in Australia and New Zealand and Ireland and Norway. We do love a larrikin. And UK. But number 24 in US radio songs. I don't, so it didn't even crack the top 20 in the US. His, his home country. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Such is life. Yeah. That's what Australia's Bart Simpson said. Did Ned, he? Ned Kelly. Yeah, he was quite the scallywag, wasn't <laughs> he? he? Was, he really that was. what he said before he got hanged. Yeah, after he did the Bart man. Bart nearly got hanged a few times. That's true. He got the boot. Got the boot. Mm. Anyway. It is also just a great example of the uh, trajectory of, of a piece of media in those days. Yeah. Something comes on TV. TV was the only thing then, you know, it wasn't as fragmented, there's no internet, yada, yada, yada. Something becomes so massive so quickly and they do the whole shebang, they release the song, they do the this, they do the that. You might even say the Batman is somewhat reminiscent of the Batman. Ah. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't just Batman that year. There were some big movies. You know, you, you paint this picture of this uh, Expo 88 hangover. Yeah. I don't want to doubt you, but sometimes I wonder if you're blowing this expo thing a little out of proportion. Because uh, go on. The biggest movie in the world that year was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm. The Last Crusade? No chance. First Crusade. Then Last Crusade. Last Crusade came out in 1989. Apparently. Wow. 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 That's a wow. I'm very unclear on Keep the going. timeline of um, clearly so am I. Indiana Jones movies because it was all they were all watched retroactively. You're pretty clear on the Indiana Jones series, though, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got the box set. Temple of Poon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of Diana Jones's work. Um, the second biggest movie in the world, the number one in the US, to be fair, but internationally the number two movie in the world was this very film, Batman. What was number one? Last Crusade. Yeah. Yeah, right. But it was also Back to the Future Part 2. 
yeah. Look who's talking, obviously. Uh, massive. Dead Poet Society, Lethal Weapon 2. Oh, there's, oh, there's always a lethal weapon in there. Yeah. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> the Little Mermaid, Ghostbusters 2, License to Kill. It's a good year for movies. Christmas Vacation. It's a great year for movies. Little Monsters yeah. came out that year too. So this is what I mean. They delayed <laughs> Oh, the they had to let Expo 88 happen. It's like COVID, but, bad, but good. Like a yeah, positive COVID. Yeah, it's like 88 was positive like, 2020. Yeah. 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 The inverse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Exactly. You should write a thesis on that. I probably will. Roadhouse. Oh, my goodness. Friday the 13th Part 8. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, of course, the movie we're here to talk about today, the number two movie in the world, the number one movie in the United States of America. Batman. Summer in North America. Yeah, and it's one of those movies where for some reason they give a range of the budget. I don't know why, but from 35 to 48 million, I think it was 48 mil because I think it was one of the most expensive films ever made at that point. Oh, really? Yeah. The gross return of $411.6 million. Don't even get me started on how much that is if you adjust for inflation because I didn't check. The fifth highest grossing movie in history at that point, I suppose – Behind Indiana Jones because that was the same year. That's wild. It's, it is wild. It is such a mysterious project. We'll get into origin story and all those things, but it is a mysterious project. A character with a rich history and a, a creative team of uh, weird, a rich unexpected history that's overlooked for this film. You think so? Oh, okay. you prefer the Adam West. Adam West. <laughs> Adam West. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, critic score of 71%, audience score of 84% with a critical consensus. It goes a little something like this. An eerie, haunting spectacle. Batman succeeds at dark entertainment even if Jack Nicholson's Joker too often overshadows the title character. Uh, they say that as if it's a negative. I don't mind that. But well, yeah, yeah. What? yeah. What's what, your problem, you've, guy? You've given Jack Nicholson... Creative license to cut sick. What do you expect? I don't know who this Mr. Critic Consensus is, but I disagree. What do you so, expect? You got you got Jack. Yeah. So 71% critic score, which is a bit lower than I was expecting, to be honest. Before or after you watched it? Oh, you, this is interesting coming from you. Interesting. Honest like, question. Honest question. Before or after you watched it? Oh, uh, both. Yeah, okay. Yeah, both. Because okay. I just kind of always thought of this one as more of a critical darling, I suppose. So did I. Yeah. I, I, was, I am surprised, was surprised to hear that 71. Yeah. Yeah. I th- Batman Returns Before had higher. I watched it. <laughs> I think we've had uh, different journeys on this movie. Good. Which maybe is a good segue because uh, I want to know, what is your history with this film? Um, pretty sure I watched it at the movies. Um, it was a very positive experience. My dad loved, loves Jack Nicholson. Fair enough. So at a young age my attention was drawn through my dad's pointing, yeah, um, at the, the spectacle of all things Jack, yeah. So he was a he was a bit of a cult hero 
yeah. for me as a kid. And this role he was obviously awesome in. It's Batman. Yeah. Batman was big for everyone and then they made a blockbuster movie about it. So it was huge. You could say it was kind of a big deal. Well, that's the part I'm a bit muddy with because I don't know how massive Batman was generally for us. I personally wasn't like was a pre-movie. Yeah, pre-movie. Yeah, okay. I don't know fair. if it's because of the movie. But yeah. I'm not unclear, genuinely unclear. I know, yeah. I mean, it was the comics were big. Um, I remember it just. Because you were even just a bit when younger, you, you know, we talk about those two years being a lot at that age. So you're. Yeah, so I don't think I saw it at cinema, but I was all consumed in the cultural the phenomena of it. But, well, not just the VHS, because I think I had the trading cards. When I was making the Instagram post yesterday of the upcoming movies, and I, I, that I'm confronted with that classic poster, the, the gold logo and that shit. It really hit something in the back of my brain as like, oh, that's like, that's something. Yeah. This is of significance in your DNA. Yeah. It was big. And I remember because I had the cards. I think we talked about this in another movie. I'm not sure which one. I had the cards. Like seeing that logo, I could almost smell the gum. Remember it came with gum, those cards? Oh, you're digging deep here. You're opening up yeah. boxes in my <laughs> mind. Who don't unlock any trauma. Um, there there <laughs> were... <laughs> What I remember these. We double back on our childhoods and work out. <laughs> work through some issues, and um, but the cards. I remember them because you would look at them, and you hadn't seen the movie yet because they'd come out later. Because movies were delayed in Australia in those days. I don't think it came out for another couple of months. And you look at these cards, and you're like, "What? What is it? What's happening in this movie? This is the only glimpse you get of it. The trailer wasn't like played a million times on TV. At least not the two minute version. Like you'd have to go to the cinema to watch it. So. The whole thing was so mysterious. The poster was just the logo. So you're like, what is this movie? And you look at these cards and you're like, what is happening here? And I remember them being you really- You remember this so well. I remember the feeling. I don't remember like the moments so much, but the, the that feeling of this being such a compelling, mysterious thing and the cards, the one thing I do remember of the cards was the the supermodels that get the, the smiley thing. Yeah. And it- Creeped me out so unsettling. bad, so unsettling. And I'm not sure when I saw the movie, but I think overall I w- it was unsettling. Yeah, um, right. I mean, I like, I think I liked it. I can't really remember, but there was definitely, it was definitely creepy. You there didn't was want this to, massive you, creep vibe. Yeah, Gotham City wasn't on your holiday destination. Certainly list. not. Well, the Joker was dead to the end, so maybe. Such a dark place. It's very dark. I never wanted to go to Gotham City. No. No interest. I'm a more of a metropolis man. <laughs> oh, metropolis, yeah, not Just bad. two towns over and it's always daylight there. Yeah. Got a great newspaper. They also have a lot of accidents and there's... Yeah, yeah but there's this guy. He can be there. He leaps tall buildings yeah, in a single bound. Yes, I, I guess. Yeah. So it was big. It was big. It wasn't the big Batman movie for me growing up. I think eventually I really was into Batman Returns. Oh, yeah, here we go. And I really liked that one. I look forward to doing it. I'm more of a... What's the one with uh, Arnie? I'm afraid that my condition has left me cold to your pleas of mercy. Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. That's the that's the art one, artistic. You know, okay, can I take a moment here? Because we did Batman Forever as our first episode, more as a low stakes thing because none of us felt super passionate about it or whatever. But I think both of us, to, probably more so me, but I think even you to a degree were like, it wasn't bad. It was a bit of fun. Yeah. Batman Forever, not Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin probably takes it further in that direction. But there was this sweet spot that Batman Forever occupied that was actually good fun. It's not, yeah. the, it's not the same as this movie or Batman Returns. It was his own thing. 
maybe not distinct enough from those two, but it was its own thing and it was enjoyable. And when Schumacher passed away, a lot of the sentiment was like, there's this thing of, hey, Batman forever is better than you remember. Yeah. We were ahead of the curve on that one. We were, weren't we? We really were. And, and that's where we're like, we should record another episode. <laughs> like we're onto something here. Yeah. And I still stand by that. And um, I almost started watching it this week, but then, you know, there's never enough time. I wanted to watch it because yeah. I, I've, I am now craving it again. I think it's good. It's a good movie. So you've heard of this? <laughs> yeah, so I've heard of this. But how about I get into the origin story? I would love you to tell us about the origin story. Origin story. Hey, a bit of hot trivia for you. Oh, yeah? Based on a comic book, this movie. <laughs> yeah. Batman was a comic book. Written back by Stan Lee? No. Written by Bill Finger. I was going to say, he was my next guest. Drawn by Bob Kane in the 27th issue of Detective Comics back in uh, 1939. That's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. Is that your, is that our earliest origin story? When did the Corsican brothers come out? <laughs> well, we did Shakespeare. <laughs> Touche. Corsican brothers was even after Shakespeare. So, yeah, that's, that's, a new, that's a new one. One day we'll do, I don't know. Plato. Something to do with the Bible. Probably a Van Damme movie based on the Bible. <laughs> Cyborg. That's <laughs> yeah, true. He does get crucified. Tell me, um, tell me everything you know about <laughs> Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> different movie, but that's Bible. Yeah. There you go. We'll do that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, end of days for those playing at home. <laughs> now, uh, the first concept, I mean, this never saw the light of day, I don't think, but initially the concept for Batman was red tights, straight out bat wings, Okay. And a uh, domino mask, which I had to Google. Domino mask just means, you know, like a Robin mask kind yeah. of thing. And um, Sounds awfully camp. Apparently it was the writer that said, you know, it was it was Linger that said to Kane, hey, maybe you should uh, give him a cowl instead. Maybe you should give him a cape instead. Maybe you should get rid of the red tights. And we end up with the Batman we know and love today. Was he originally called Robinman? <laughs> well, you'd think so. Maybe they then... <laughs> Bob Kane was like, I'm not letting go of this design. Uh, let's slap an R on his chest. Really? Yeah. It's a good point. Origin story of Robin. There you yeah. go. <laughs> it was like how Eve was born from the rib of Adam. Mm. Robin was born from the tights of Batman. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. Now, this went on for a while, became wildly popular, Detective Comics, and he went on to have his own title from 1940. People loved the bat. Yeah, and it was much earlier than I thought that this first hit the big screen. It was 1943 as a 15-part serial where the first version of Batman was shown on screen. And I have a little clip from the very first on-screen Batman that you might be interested in. High atop one of the hills which ring the teeming metropolis of Gotham City, a large house rears its bulk against the dark sky. Outwardly, there's nothing to distinguish this house from many others. But deep in the cavernous basements of this house, in a chamber hewn from the living rock of the mountain, is the strange, dimly lighted, mysteriously secret Bat's Cave, hidden headquarters of America's number one crime fighter, Batman. Yes, Batman. Clad in the somber costume which has struck terror to the heart of many a swaggering denizen of the underworld. 
Batman, this is striking who even now is pondering the plans <laughs> of a new assault against the forces of crime. A crushing blow against evil in which he will have the valuable aid of his young, two-fisted assistant, Robin the Boy Wonder. <laughs> Bob's in the background nodding. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting to see the darkness, not just literally, but um, it's, I mean, it's campy just by nature of the time it was made and it's got that like awkward moving thing where it's faster than it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Um, but overall, that's like quite a dark and gritty portrayal of the Batman. Well, would it be an origin story if it didn't start a little bit darker and a little bit It's true. Yeah, you're exactly right. Now, this was uh, quite successful as it turns out. Um, Batman would then go on to show up in various forms. He would make appearances on Superman's radio serial sometimes. Uh, in 1949, another, another movie serial like what we just saw mm-hmm. titled Batman and Robin came out. I don't think Arnold Schwarzenegger was in that one. What killed the dinosaurs? And interestingly in these ones, because of censorship at the time, he couldn't be portrayed as a vigilante. So it was a government-backed Batman. So almost being sent in like Captain America or something. Fascinating. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Then fast forward a few years. So that was 1949. Uh, 17 years later, 1966, we get the Adam West TV series, the one we all know, the one we all I think have now accepted to love because I think now that we've got so many versions of Batman, we're kind of happy to accept the the crazy ones. Yeah, I think Adam West also did himself a lot of favours in his later years. He poked fun at it. He had a good time. It turned yeah. out he was hilarious and a bit of a legend. Well, and so. he talks about he always saw it as a comedy. Mm. He he's like I hate how people call it camp. It's, it's just a, it's a comedy. Mm. <laughs> it's not you know camp sort of implies like it's. On some level, it's kind of serious, but it's... Yeah. No, it's just... It's a funny show. It's meant to be funny. Shark repellent, for fuck's sake. Grabs the shark. When did you watch it? <laughs> That's just like a thing. I just know that clip. It's from the movie, the, the movie, which came out in 1966 as well. So there was... The show ran for a few years. I think it was done by 1968, 120 episodes, but there was a movie in the mix there as well, which was pretty successful. <laughs> show ended sometime in the 70s okay. cbs was wanting to bring it back and they were considering doing a batman in eight outer space film batman in outer space mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen i think that's what they're doing with the fast and the furious franchise now well um, it's about time yeah there's yeah. been way too many earth versions of that show fast and the furious yeah, yeah. Although, what's faster than the speed of light i ask you oh, nothing not a damn thing i would have liked them to go underwater before they went to space though oh you know, race to the bottom of the sea. That's cool. And you have to make the car really heavy so you can drive on the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking cool, Greg. Yeah. Get Hollywood on the line. We've got, got a story, live one. Story by. Story by. That's a good story by. Thank you. I can't wait to talk about that in the origin story yeah, in 20 years' that. time. Thank you. But, you know, you go from the darker and grittier big screen serials into the Adam West era uh-huh. and it's a comedy. Let's call it a comedy. And... That's that's the more mainstream. It's a phenomenon. It's big. This becomes the perception of what Batman is for most people. For most people. Uh-huh. Enter Michael E. Uslan. Uslan? We'll never know. We won't. And Benjamin Melnicker. <laughs> I feel like it's been a while since you've had some names to work with. I know. With. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, what's crazy about these guys, or especially Michael, is that Michael was just the guy. Mm-hmm. Just the guy. Like like Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Even Some more so. More, more of just a regular guy than a billionaire <laughs> <laughs> who dresses up as a bat. <laughs> Although he would have wanted to. He was, a, he was a fan who believed in the original vision of Batman, this, this dark knight, this dark Batman. Oh, and he even taught a course at university about Batman and they say <laughs> he did it just to get the cred to have, you know, be a Batman guy because him and uh, Benjamin Melnicka then went on to buy the rights, the film rights for Batman from DC. But These guys are movie shakers. Yeah, and because this is a lull in the popularity of Batman at this point. Adam West he is done. He picked him up cheap. Picked him up cheap. Like the Marvel deal. It's like the Marvel deal. Yeah, you see, Greg, you're getting them. <laughs> the jots, the jots. <laughs> you were so close. <laughs> uh, the jots are donecting. Doining, yeah. Doining. Um, they bought the rights. They still own the rights. Keep going. All of the Batman movies that have been made since then, they're still executive producers of on paper. They still get money for I hope he went back to uni and still... Teaches, but ah, just rocks up in a. I hope he ruined Maserati. two perfectly good jackets to put patches on his elbows. Bat patches, <laughs> bat patches, <laughs> and sew nipples into his jacket. <laughs> Why not? Oh, yeah, he's a billionaire. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> you don't like it? You can get out. I produced all the Batmans, yeah. all of them, even the latest Justice League, whatever the fuck. His name is in the credits. He's making the monies. Oh, do you reckon he asked for that one to be sort of? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's done. Well, I mean, Batman and Robin, they're all over the place. He's just cashing checks, man. Um, but needless to say, this was a driving force in making a darker, grittier version of Batman happen. And uh, initially, um, he wrote a script called The Return of Batman. To I don't know if he ever intended for that version to get made, but more of a, more of a proof of concept of what a Batman movie could look like. Mm-hmm. And in 1979, producers John Peters and, and Peter Gruber, Peter Gruber, got involved. They pitched it to Universal. Universal says, get out, get the fuck out of here. Or they might have just said no. Um, I hope so. I like to think they'd be polite on that. Yeah, the, the fine folk at Universal. The Warner Brothers folk had just succeeded with a film called Superman. Superman. Yeah, Superman. They saw potential and they got on board. They got so the very. Uh, Do they get, that was our mate from last week, Donna. Oh, yeah, Richard, yeah, he did, he did Superman. And they got the writer of Superman on board to write the script, Tom Mankiewicz. It's, we, we could, it's got lots of C's and Z's in there. Forgive me. Pol- Tom. They got Tom. Is he Polish? It seems that way. From this point, it was a little over the place, Greg. They had an initial script. They had a lot of versions of this script floating around from this initial version. It was slated to come out in 1985 and it had a $20 million budget assigned to it. Uh, they initially wanted to get an unknown as Batman. Peter O'Toole was the Penguin. Ooh. It was based on some specific run of the comic book that I'm not familiar with. Um, at various points, different different directors were attached. Joe Dante. Peter O'Toole doesn't look like a, what we know as a Penguin. Yeah, I think they wanted him as a more traditional gangster type or something. I don't really understand. You know, yeah, maybe some some kind of makeup, I guess. There'd be, but, there'd be a reason. Yeah, there'd be a take. There's, there's intention there. Um, Joe Dante of Gremlins fame. He was he was in the mix. Ivan Reitman was interested in making a version too. His version with Bill Murray as Batman and Eddie Murphy as Robin, a step in the wrong <laughs> direction perhaps for the darker, grittier. 
But rewrites continue. There's talk of getting Wes Craven in there. He'd just done Swamp Thing, which is another DC He knows thing. Dark. He knows Dark. He knows Gritty. Hmm. Oh, that, yeah, because he could do a good one with the Scarecrow or something because that's very Freddy-esque, isn't uh-huh. it? Uh-huh. Um, but then in 1985, a little film comes out called Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, yep. From first-time director Mr. Timothy S. Burton. I don't know if his middle initials S took some <laughs> poetic license. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I can't even confirm if Tim is short for Timothy. No. Um, that movie was big. Huge success. Yeah. He was uh, he was getting talked about all over town. I hear. He, was, he was the talk of the town, you yeah. might even say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warner Brothers wanted him for Batman and this is where everything picks up some steam. Him and his girlfriend at the time, Julie Hickson, who I believe is a film producer, wrote a new 30-page treatment. Uh, they thought that existing script was a bit too campy, a bit too close to where they'd been, not okay. far enough to where they wanted to go. Parallel to this, in the comic book world, these more – uh, darker and grittier comics uh, popping up uh, the, of the Batman comics. Oh. You know, they do limited series and things and there's one called The Killing Joke, there's one called The Dark Knight Returns, which is similar to the Nolan stuff, I think. They're adding fuel to the fire. They're showing that there's some demand here for the darker, gotcha. grittier. Of course. Batman. And, and, and Burton was into these versions too. So he'd read these books and he's like, okay, yeah, this is, this is what we're talking about. This is good shit. So his version... Was, was what they started to go with. Bearing in mind that at this point there was still Robin in there, there was still the Penguin in there, so there was still a bit all over the place. They said strip it back, there's too many characters going on here and, and it, it evolved from there and we end up with we end up with Burton bringing in Sam Hem, uh, a screenwriter, to write the script and we end up what, with, the, we end up with do, the script. What else do we know about Sam Hem? I think he's more there? of a comic book guy it seems. Okay. I don't know much about him. Um, I think he's he doesn't have a... Extensive filmography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that, that's that's the that's the crux of, I guess, the the vision behind it. But let's talk about casting. Yeah, because there's some juicy ones, Greg. Uh huh. Some juicy ones. You know, you've just made Superman. If you're Warner Brothers, you had Christopher Reeves in there. What a conventional leading man. Very conventional. Now, what conventional leading man do we get for the Batman? Eighty nine, Harrison Ford. He was in the mix. So was Mr. Mel Gibson. So oh, was Mr. Kevin Costner, Charlie Sheen, Tom Selleck, who would actually make a great Commissioner Gordon. He should be. <laughs> he should be Commissioner Gordon now. He should. People were growing. This is bullshit. Other actors have to grow a moustache for the role. He's already got the moustache. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of like a representation. Yeah, issue. It's, it's like when Scarlett Johansson yeah. played an Asian woman. Exactly. It's bullshit. So yeah. get let's get Tom Selleck as Commissioner Gordon now, please. Dennis Quaid. Not Randy Quaid. But then that made me think too, Randy Quaid would be a good Robin to Dennis Quaid's Batman, like the annoying cousin. Is Dennis Quaid in a Batman as like Harvey Dent? I don't think so. He looks like he should be, doesn't he? That's a good recasty. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce. (laughs) He said no. It was producer John Peters that had suggested Michael Keaton. So Beetlejuice had just happened in the interim. So... This was all a long oh. process. So he made Beetlejuice. It further proved uh, box office potential of Mr. Tim Burton, but it also proved the darker and quirkier side of uh, what had been known at that point, up until that point, as a comedian in the body of Michael Keaton. And I, I mean, found a weird way yeah. to phrase that. But um, The man inside you? This was, yeah. <laughs> 
This was controversial, Greg, as is most Batman casting choices, it seems. This was the Robert Pattinson of his day, the Batfleck of his day. 50,000 fans sent in letters in protest to Warner Brothers saying, you can't do this, this is oh a huge mistake. Goodness. I mean, people. Have you seen his eyebrows? Can you not do something better with your time? <laughs> exactly. protest who is going to play a person in a movie? I like to imagine writing an angry letter too because who in today's you context, you are? in today's context, it's a lovely gesture to write a letter. Yeah. And then the pen is be, mightier it, than the sword. You lick the stamp, put it on there. You forget to post warm it. Warm regards. And you, warmest yeah, warmest regards. regards, yeah, yeah. Hot regards. I hope they can see how angry I am. Put a little bit of glitter in there for a little surprise when they open Three it. exclamation marks. <laughs> Underline. We didn't have emojis then to be passive aggressive either. This is not a parking space. Anyway, he was in the role. Next up, the Joker. Tim Curry was in the mix, which makes sense. He's known to dress up as a clown. He could pull up. He's got the mouth. The Grinch yeah, mouth. He would need less makeup. <laughs> he wouldn't need much makeup at all. Just throw his throw him in a vat of acid. Mm-hmm. Um, Bowie, Bowie, John Lithgow, John Lithgow. Yeah, it was a good one, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Liotta, James Woods. He should be more the corrupt detective or something. Now, mm, Robin Williams mm, wanted it yeah. quite famously. I'm not sure you heard of this one, but Robin Williams wanted the role and they kind of screwed him because it seems like they just used him, used him as negotiation power for oh, Jack Nicholson. It's terrible. And they got Jack. And Jack had a wild motherfucking deal. Now, this, on, the, on the more uh, minuscule side of things, he had agreed hours and included in those were when the Lakers were playing a... <laughs> Home yep. game. He was he was wasn't allowed to shoot. Yeah, he had, he to, had go to go watch, watch the, the game. Had to go watch the game. You're not going to spend. What do you spend a season on courtside? Billions of dollars, and then not use them. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Um, all his scenes were to be shot in a three week block. Something that they didn't end up sticking to. Apparently, he reduced his fees. How generous of him to six million dollars in exchange for a cut of the profits, including merch. So kids buying Joker toys, he gets some of that sweet merch money, and he's made over ninety million dollars from this movie. I love those stories. It's the best. I love hearing that an actor got a cut of the deal, and the deal. And paid I think dividends. in I think in some of those other cases, a bit like those kids buying the rights to the Batman. Film, yeah, and or a bit like Arnold in Twins. A lot of the time, it's done based on risk. Well, this movie's not yeah. going to be very good, so they go, "Well, don't pay me anything, and I'll do it." This is more. They wanted him so bad, they will just do yeah, whatever right. the That's fuck right. he wanted. And so I think, I mean, maybe they're not over the moon about it, but they're like, "We've got Jack fucking Nicholson. Who cares?" Vicky Vale. I wasn't aware of this one. Sean Young was originally cast. Sean Young from um, Blade Runner. She knows how to do the noir look, you know. Yeah. Also from. Um, Ace Ventura. She's Finkel and I Oh, yes, 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 of course, of course, of course. But she got injured and so Bassinger enters Bassinger, the picture. Basinger. Basinger. She's done Splash yet? She's not in Splash. Good. <laughs> was, who's that? Daryl Hannah. Yeah. Good, good on you. I want to make sure you knew your blondes. <laughs> Welcome to a new segment. <laughs> know your blondes. And both it's just those two. <laughs> I like that segment. Yeah, oh, that. Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent. Yeah, could have used a bit more of the D. Well, more on that later because there was meant to be a lot more. Yeah, um, it, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, Robert Wall, Wall, otherwise known as Arliss. Did you ever watch Arliss? Robert Lozier. But he played the reporter. Ah. Yeah, the reporter. He's kind of like a shittier Seth Rogen type. Yeah, he's been in a few things. 
as the he annoying shows guy. Up. He's pretty good at being an annoying guy. He's great at it. I wonder if he's like that in real life. He's a, he gives off a real Tom. Oh, Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold vibe. He does, doesn't he? He'll be a good sidekick to a to a Timinator. Not a big cast, is it? Considering. No, there's only a few characters and only mm. a few sets. Really, we'll get into all that stuff, but it's kind of a small picture mm. for a for what for we look picture. at super yeah superhero movies today. For a big picture, it's a bit of a small picture, which mm. is part of the charm, in my opinion. But Maybe we'll get into was, that. Yeah, it was the style at the time. Yeah, and almost just by the fact of limitations at the time maybe well probably also the focus of what tim boyton wanted to do i guess mm, yeah anyway bish bash bosh they get all these people they put them in some dark alleys lots oh. of steam coming out of holes and things and bish yeah. bash bosh you got yourself a movie rap party down at the old uh, gotham viper room mm. that'd be it that'd be quite the joint let's play the trailer okay Bruce Wayne. And what do you do for a living? <laughs> Lieutenant, is there a six-foot bat in Gotham City? Nice outfit. You look fine. I didn't ask. I have given a name to my pain. What are you? I'm Batman. Where did he get those wonderful toys? My life is really complex. Winged freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. Not a bad trailer. It doesn't go give much away plot-wise. Like I said, a mysterious film. It is a mysterious film. Some of our friends of the show may not have watched it in some time. Perhaps, Greg, you could give us a little breakdown of... Sure. What the fuck happened? Sure, sure. Um, so as you've discussed, uh, there's been a few takes on Batman over mm. the years. Yeah. So I'll just remind you of the synopsis of this one. It's I would say it's less complicated. Yeah. No shadow company. Wait, that's Lethal Weapon. <laughs> what are they called? I don't know. Liam Neeson. What's he like? Shadow Company. What's oh, I don't know. I don't understand those. Yeah, there's yeah. none. None of them. Yeah. There's no complicated will they or won't they romance. Yeah. Just an eccentric billionaire with nothing to do but chase criminals around town. Exactly. Dressed as a bat. Yeah. As form of therapy to deal with the fact that he watched his parents brutally murdered as a kid, leaving him with no family, just endless resources and nightmares. Exactly. He's a crazy man. Yeah. Meanwhile, elsewhere in Gotham City, there's a guy, Jack, who's gone a bit loopy after surviving a fall into a vat of acid after fighting with the police that he kind of had on the take, but then he got too greedy, so they're going to do him. And then he came out. And he looked different and he said, why do they get a load of me? He did say that. And then there's Vicky Dale, Vale. And mm. she's a super hot 80s babe. She's a photographer. She's keen on the notion of a Batman. Mm. 
She has a fa- uh, fast romance with Bruce. Gets a bit stage five clingy, not going to lie. Starts <laughs> following him round. Ladies, don't do that. <laughs> or fellas. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, so he's a Batman. Yeah. And he cruises around Gotham City helping out and, you know, fighting with this guy, Jack, who's turned into a villain. Goes by the name of the Joker. It's yeah. important. Yeah, it's important. And they just have it out. And, you know, look, they have sex on the first date. Joker and Batman? No, Batman and Yeah, Vicky. it's interesting because it feels, it feels like you're supposed to think this guy's a little bit of a social outcast, but then he's pretty smooth with old Vicky Vale, Man, isn't he? Man, he takes her to Poundtown. <laughs> First meet. He does. He's like, why don't we have a date at my house? <laughs> Good idea. If you, I thought we just watched Netflix today. If you've got a massive mansion, have your first dates there if you can. Yeah. And a butler. And then it's easy to lose them after. Yeah. It's like, I've got to go away for a while. <laughs> but can I just say, sort of jump, do yeah. want to jump to just while I think of it, Alfred's pretty poor on the bro code. Yeah. Like if she goes, oh, you're going away, he's like, no. just go with it. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. close it down. I never noticed that before. Well, there's lots of movies <laughs> I didn't notice before, but that was pretty funny. I was like, Alfred, For someone who, and even bro code aside, for someone who's keeping such a massive secret, <laughs> if if you got someone who's got a, such a secret identity, <laughs> and she suggested he said something, you got to yes and that you shit. Fucking oath, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. He's <laughs> what hidden lair? <laughs> and then he took her into the lair. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> but to be fair, he was like, "She's pretty hot, mate. Let's keep her around." Yeah, he's like, "Are you fucking crazy? What are you doing? <laughs> you got no friends. No one even knows who you are." She walks into your life and you're, you're pretending yeah. to go on vacation. How was the rewatch for you're you? A damn fool. I want you to go first oh, okay. because you, you're giving me hints here that I'm fascinated uh, by. Look, it was okay. Yeah, right. I didn't enjoy it as much as I was expecting to. Interesting. There was lots of nostalgia in it for me. Yeah. Um, you know, there was it, it, overall it felt a bit disorganised and inconsistent. Interesting. It's probably like the, the harsh and I'll get into some of the stuff we love. Yeah. I loved. You know, watching it, but you know the cast was really good. But I don't know; they didn't really do that much. Keaton's got way more in the tank than that. Not that he needed to be all kooky, but yeah, he was okay. You could say he was subtle. Jack was brilliant. Yeah, like that's just all time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The dialogue wasn't really there. It cuts in and out like it's it's quite Tim Burton esque in parts, mm. and then all of a sudden it's kind of Prince music. Like I love Prince, right? Yeah. But, it felt out of place when he just ran. So interesting. It just felt a bit all over the shop. And I didn't mind all the bits. I liked all the ingredients. So you like together. Together it wasn't like. Delicious as, cake. It wasn't perfect. Yeah. I was expecting a. 70 doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I guess is what I'm. 71 doesn't surprise me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably where I'd put it. Me being Me being the thorough learned <laughs> critic that I am. So it's so interesting because I fucking loved it. Interesting. But I think so there's one interesting factor here which may have tempered my expectations is I think I watched this about 10 years ago. Yeah. I think I watched all of them and I was like, uh. It brought you back a bit. Yeah, I think I must have. Maybe I got that out of. Yeah, because I was going in like. Yeah. I thought this was my favourite Batman. I'm no longer sure. Because, well, let's see, I'm having, see, I'm having the reverse thing now because remember I said I was worried that I may not like Batman Returns because I loved that. And I was like, I've never really watched the first Batman properly. I'm going to love that yeah, too. Yeah, I remember you saying that. And then I watched it. I was like, ah, oh, eh. But now this – and so when I was watching – when I was about to put it on this week, I'm like, okay, this will be interesting. I'm probably not going to love it. 
and that maybe that just took it down enough pegs <laughs> to mm. be blown away. But yeah, I okay. just fucking loved it. It's so fascinating. I think the expectation you go in with has such a it really does impact man. on your final thought, your outcome massively. I don't know. I mean, it probably does in everything, but I think more so in these types of movies, like the movies we cover yeah, because yeah, you've got yeah. these investments in them. Basically, so talk talk us through it. What do you give us your, um, your hit list? What do you, I think. Uh, a lot of it is probably also in contrast to today's superhero movies and that kind of thing. So all those things we okay. said, the fact that yep. it is quite small is refreshing. Yep. Um, and just the whole aesthetic is just Yeah, the fucking, aesthetic is awesome. It's so Gotham fucking City cool. Is, it's so fucking uh, yeah, cool. Gotham City is incredible. It's fucking so cool. They're all pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When the, when the crooked <laughs> lieutenant first shows up, I'm like, I love this. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. He's like a Pokemon. He's like, it's like a creature <laughs> that is just perfect for this world. He's like, <laughs> smoke his yeah. It's just gross. Oh, I fucking love him. And it's such a, such a specific vision of Gotham. And, but it's also very like tactile. They're real sets. Mm-hmm. You can really tell in almost to a fault. You can where smell it, yeah. the paraffin. Yeah, coming out a, of the sewers. Like I, I, I don't know. I guess means. if you're watching this on VHS, you'd be like, it all looks very real. On this, they look like sets, and it's almost like theater or something. Like it, yeah, it it's feels, very theatery. Yeah, but that, which I, like I think that. it's similar. Yeah, same. Which I think is similar for Batman Returns. Like, there's this something about it where you could almost imagine it as a stage show. That's still Burton, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. I'm looking forward to watching that. Yeah, yeah. Me too. What else? Um, I was thinking it's also just like. Like one of my first reactions to this is is it is quite campy, so it's fascinating that at the time this was the dark version <laughs> yeah, of Batman. Yeah. But like, if you show this to a kid today, who's what who grew up on, they would think this is as campy as dark we Knight. thought Adam West was. Yeah, yeah. But this is the dark and gritty version. <laughs> what about how I tell you what I loved? Yeah, how he. <laughs> The way he had to look around <laughs> yeah, yeah. when he was he in the really bat suit was kind of like if you had a helmet on. <laughs> like he had to turn his – or if you've got a crooked neck, yeah. a crooked neck, he turned his whole body yeah. to look each way. Yeah. He couldn't well, do anything. <laughs> <laughs> he was constricted in that suit. And even the suit, like the 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 part that connects the cowl to the chest, like it looked so handmade like you could almost see the fingerprints in it. Like it wasn't a smooth – we've come a long way. <laughs> yeah. But I guess it must have been like the first of its kind in having that kind of suit. But um, but yeah, the campiness was not a problem. I quite liked it. And, you know, the, the newspaper headlines showing up and that yeah. kind of thing. It was like kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. And it was similar to what those old serials had too, which is, was interesting. And then I think the fact that that campiness was mixed with actual fucked up shit. Mm. So like the Joker, I mean, he's pretty campy as it is, is a Joker, but... It all seems like quirky stuff, but he's he electrocutes the guy with the handshake thing, and like mm. there's actual horrible shit happening. So when you blend that campiness with the darkness, it is pretty weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like this weird feeling. It's in this weird space. I did enjoy how festive uh, Joker's henchmen became. <laughs> there were, yeah. I like the one that carries around the boombox. Yeah, like. Grumpy Jack had oppressed them, but when they were able to <laughs> express themselves yeah. through art yeah. and so that, music and dance. Well, that's the thing. They you, flourished. The music, I, I've always thought the Prince stuff was weird, but now seeing it in context when he comes into the art gallery thing, mm-hmm. the restaurant that's an art gallery or whatever, yeah. it's always um, 
seems to be Joker music when the Prince stuff plays. And it's yeah. it's just creates such a weird energy. But those the paintings, the shit they did to those paintings made them better. <laughs> they're like they're like air quotes cool paintings now. Like yeah, that's what yeah, an Instagram yeah. artist would have on their fucking page. Totally, it's like dollar sign over Benjamin Franklin's face, sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like with spray paint over a oh, yeah. traditional painting, like just a smiley face. Right? <laughs> it's pretty funny. Like it it's definitely great. wouldn't have been at the time, right? That wasn't a. Don't think that was a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I did. I started to wonder what they've done with those artworks. Well, they're probably hanging in Jack Nicholson's house. <laughs> yeah, he, you have to say from that the way those henchmen flourished. He was a Joker was a real leader. Yeah, he brought out the best in his henchmen. He did cast the shackles off of traditional henchmanship and let them be themselves. He's very progressive um, in the world of hench. Yeah, he. Oh man, he will go down as one of the great. Henchman leaders. A lot of the hench unions. He's up there with Scorpio. Yeah, he is up there with Scorpio. <laughs> he really is. I mean, not obviously not all the way up to Scorpio. No, no, he's not quite Scorpio. But he's yeah. like, he kind of, he walks so Scorpio. You know where the hammock district is. There you go, is. Carol. Yeah, oh, there you go. Um, but yeah, he knows where the, where the hammock district oh, is. Oh, big time. Yeah, all of on, them. Down on third. All of them. Oh, and in your plot synopses, Greg... I agree with with uh, your interpretation of of events there. That there's just a couple of crazy guys. Yeah, one dresses up as a bat, one dresses up as a clown, and they're just fucking crazy. Yeah, I like this. It doesn't sound like much, but it is so different to. And I'm not going on a Nolan rant. Don't worry. I do like the Nolan Batman movies, but you don't have to explain everything. Yeah, it's cool. It's I, just I, he's a crazy he's, person. He's rich. He's heaps weird, and he doesn't have a job. Yeah, he's rich and he's weird. He's got unprocessed trauma. I don't know any rich people without jobs that aren't. A little bit kooky. I've been going kooky and I'm not even rich. Well, by I can't afford, standards you are. Yeah, that's true. I can't afford a rubber bat suit. No, um, but they're cheaper now. Or a batarang um, or a batmobile. Yeah, just let it be, right? Just let it – You don't. we don't need a backstory. And, and we don't need a complicated relationship. They he even, just bangs us straight away. Yeah, yeah. And um, Sorry, that was aggressive. <laughs> that was aggressive. <laughs> that was aggressive. Sorry, <laughs> I'm getting a bit excited over here. But, yeah, he just wants to dress up as a bat because he doesn't really know what else – he doesn't know how to be anything else. He's mm. it's kind of a broken human. I have um, trauma. I'm yeah. Gonna, I have a cave. Versus the Christian Bale one where he, it's more intentionally acting like a douche to throw them off. Like he's got it all together. He's mm. less broken, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, this guy is just bored. He's a bit more like Nick Cage's character in Kick-Ass. Do you remember? Oh. Uh, how, um well, he acts more like an Adam West Batman. He looks like a Batman, but his wife died, and he just acts crazy. And he yeah. gets he raises the daughter to be a you know. Oh, he, that's right. It's yep. it's more like this guy's got issues. You you like him watching him, but you're like the poor guy's fucked up. Yeah, you get a bit of that with this guy. The yeah. poor guy's fucked up. Um, you want to get nuts? He tries to act tough. Yeah, it's weird. It is a little weird. But then I'm like, is that? I was wondering, is that because? He doesn't really know how to, unless he's dressed as a bat, how to. See, I just thought it was a weird scene. Yeah. Didn't really hit home for me. You ever dance with the devil in a pale moonlight? Mm. Mm. I know that it was his joker that killed his parents. So this is another thing I quite like. I know it's not necessarily. Why'd they pack that in at that point in the film? I don't know. Weird. No, because I like that. Yeah, you would. I well, I think. I don't know what I mean by that, yeah. by the way. <laughs> well, I know that in terms of Batman fandom stuff, People generally don't like the Joker having an origin story, I think, because the whole point is meant to be more mysterious. Oh, isn't that what Mysterio is? 
Mysterious. Isn't there a bat villain called Mysterio? No. Oh, there's the Spider-Man one. Oh, no, but I just mean Who's the guy with the question marks? The Riddler. The Riddler. Why is there a Joker and a – sorry, we got, maybe I'll come to that next. It's all jokes. Riddles can be jokes but not all jokes are riddles. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> I don't know. Can you imagine some, if you pitched the Riddler to me, it, like <laughs> we're going to add this guy and you're like, but what's the difference? And then you said that. I think there's a massive difference because the, the issue is when we did Batman Forever, both of them were acting like Jokers, Two-Face and Riddler. Well, that's because, yeah. But if they're, they're meant to be more Tommy just, Lee Jones got – yeah, sucked into the vortex. They're meant to be more distinct than that. For example, that just I think you as a human. I think the fans want like a Stephen Colbert type to be a Riddler. So it's not meant to be as like you know like a ner- more nerd kind of smart. Okay, you know, not a clown. But uh, you get Jim Carrey. You know, you know. Anyway, getting an expensive clown. Yeah, I forgot what I was talking. Sorry, about. Sorry, mate. Uh, oh yeah, but I think in in terms of Batman fans, I don't think they like the Joker having such a clean clean-cut origin story, and they also don't like Batman killing people. Batman's not supposed to kill people. But I think what that's I like true. about this movie, that's just the thing, that's a Batman thing. They always get angry at the movies when that happens. But anyway. Who but, are these people? I don't know, I don't know. But I like it. And I like that you can, because it wasn't, I mean, I think they I think they would always want to make a sequel to a movie like this. But um, yeah. But I like that this movie is a self-contained single story, two crazy people mirroring each yeah. other, their origin stories intertwined. Yeah. Like I like all that shit. Yeah. It's nice that it's just one single cohesive piece. Yeah. He, Joker dies in the end. It's, there's nothing open for interpretation. He's dead. Like it's just a nice, simple, self-contained, pretty human level, low stakes story. Do you know it's who nice. would hate that? Who? Nolan. <laughs> yeah, <I'm joking. laughs> Okay, but can we do that with time travel? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right because basically, if you if you compare it to modern shit, so uh, for example, for, I was just you're gonna roll your eyes at this, Greg, but <laughs> I just watched Falcon and Winter Soldier right on on the on the Disney. It's like Captain America shit. Greg, give me a confused look. <laughs> I'm so confused. But you know, Captain. So this is a very specific thing, but it's a problem with the Marvel movies. You know, I like them. They're but they're very real world stuff, mm, which Thanos, means that when. But it's, it's in New York. It's not Gotham City. It's the real ah. world. It's like real physics apply kind of thing, which becomes a problem when you've got things like Captain America's shield, which in my mind would just be a shield. Yet somehow it's like mm. it doesn't make any bloody sense. But then when you, get, when you do a superhero movie like this, when stuff doesn't make sense, you don't care. Yeah, it gets Gotham, baby. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like Batman's not buff or anything. How is he lifting the guy? I don't care. You know, there's something about making a movie like this where you just let all that other shit go. Right. You it let just it go. gives it the full package of yeah. Cause fantasy. Even the, the fact that they don't even, or they end up showing the origin story and flashbacks a little bit of his parents dying. But the fact that, you know, no one does the whole origin story of Batman Begins and shit. The writer of this movie says, Unlocking the mystery is more important. You totally destroy your credibility if you show the literal process by which Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. Because it just like makes it all very functional and like, oh, and then he did this and then he did that versus any kind of mysterious figure, you know? Because this movie opens and he's dressing like a bat and doing crazy shit. You're like, I don't know why he's doing that. Yeah. 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 I prefer that. Yeah. I prefer that. And it just it would be nice if someone was making weird superhero movies now because even the weirder ones like Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever, they're still not that weird. 
And they're all connected anyway. They're all connected. You know, we, it's come up recently. We're talking about how Nintendo, like Sony is happy Nintendo is around doing weird shit because someone needs to do it. Yeah. There needs to be like a Nintendo up there doing they're some like weird movies. The incubators of ideas. Yeah. There that needs Marvel to be, can then steal and reappropriate. Yeah, there needs to be something like that. Yeah. Just, just give some weird creative guy a blank check to make some shit. Who were the kick-ass people? They were kind of in that space, weren't they? Yeah, that was close, but even still, even just in terms of just aesthetically something different, you know? It's, uh, it's just all the same. It seems like the flavour right now is just realistic. Making mm. re- It's all real-world stuff. Like Gotham City now is just literally it's just shots – New York? New York and Chicago and London like mish together and stuff. Ah. But it doesn't feel anything special. It's just like some – doesn't have a personality. You might even say in this film, Greg, it's the main character. I was – I thought we'd get to that. Yeah. I think you can ver- very much say that. Oh, I think you could. Oh, I think so. I think you just did. Yeah. In Nolan films, not so much. Uh, it's way down the bottom of the call sheet. Ah. It's not on – he doesn't even have a call sheet. Yeah. That's where it is. <laughs> What do you think of the performances in this film, Greg? Um, Keaton wasn't like it's it's, it's sort of low key. Um, yeah, and it's good. I don't know what else I would have done. I, I love him, so yeah. I, you know, I, I don't have it. many notes on him specifically, but it was kind of a little bit like okay. Yeah, I thought it, I don't know what I was expecting to watch, but I thought I was going to be a bit more like oh yeah, that's the Batman. Mm. But I was a bit like eh. that's very little, but. For me, I didn't notice. I didn't notice any problem. I was just like, I was okay with it. I tell you what was interesting. I think we found Steve Jobs's where he swaggerjacked his whole look from. Oh, the turtleneck. Turtleneck. Interesting. Levi's spectacles. That's yeah. Bruce Wayne in the cave. Bruce Wayne's wearing the Jobs outfit. Eccentric billionaire. Eccentric billionaire. Interesting. Wake up, sheeple. Interesting. Yeah. Has, has anyone seen Batman on the streets since Steve Jobs died? They haven't. Illuminati. A few, <laughs> probably a few people dressed as Batman down at the old Centrelink, but that's about it. I'm not the one wearing hockey pants. <laughs> <laughs> i got to stop doing Christian Bale Batmans because my microphone's getting wet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the, yeah, he was okay. I mean... Jack the is, Jackie boy. Oh, yeah. He was fucking great because that was one of the ones when I watched it a few years ago that I was like, oh, whatever. Really? Yeah. I mean, I didn't hate it or anything, but I was like, eh, overrated. But uh, this time I was really into it. Yeah, I was into it. Yeah. He was having fun. Hey, question for you. What was the deal with the makeup? Was his skin white? Yeah, his skin was and white. He, and he put yeah, he put human make, makeup on. Yeah. Right. To what? When he had to fit in to look like normal. Normal. <laughs> with a weird smile. It's very unsettling. When they put that smile on other people as well, and what he did to poor Jerry Hall, that was weird. Yeah, why did he do that to Jerry Hall? Why did he do that to her? That was creepy. Yeah, that was one of the creepy things good. as a kid. Yeah, it was just weird. It was yeah, a bit off understated a little bit. It wasn't like a huge plot point. She just shows up and she's weird now. Yeah. And then he says she fell out of a window. Yeah. Like, fucking hell, man. And you crack a few eggs and make an omelette. <laughs> not sure that's an appropriate... Does he say that in this movie? He He's, might say that. He said it. Oh, he did say about that. That's about when she dies. Oh, he did. Okay, yeah. I didn't quite get it. <laughs> Where's the omelette? And you? Anything to add there? Uh, well, I just really liked I just really liked it. Him, I really liked his performance. And what about? And the dancing. I loved his dancing and stuff. He really like yeah, goes he in. He had fun. 
He goes in, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, how old was he when he made when he made this film? Do you know? I don't know. If he's still alive, I guess he was not that old. Forties, forties, I guess. Yeah, sixties yeah. or so. Jack Palance was old too. He was good at this mm. pre pre curly days. Harvey Dent could have been in it a bit more. Oh, man, it's fucking cool that they had Mr. Billy D. Williams, Mr. William December Williams. Yeah, <laughs> so um, Harvey Dent. It is cool, but dial him up. Yeah, so I think, and he was a big star at the time because Star Wars had yeah. happened. He's got I, a real gravitas. I think he must have been in it with the promise of what was to come in the sequels because, Greg, I think I mentioned this in the Batman Forever episode, but that was a, like back in 20 years ago or something mm-hmm. when we covered that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. But it, it is a s- symbol of, of what could have been if we got the proper Tim Burton trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Because he was he's Harvey Dent. <laughs> yeah. Harvey Dent becomes Two-Face. That's right. Two-Face is in the third one. Oh, yeah. Two-Face was always going to be in the third one and it was going to be Billy D. Williams. How cool was that? <sighs> the fact that he was thinking that far ahead, just planted yeah. that seed. Didn't even know if they were going to make a sequel yet, but he yeah. was like, plant that seed. When they went to make Batman Returns, the studio didn't want, didn't, didn't want a black um, Harvey Dent. And so, why? So why? the Harvey Dent character became Max Shrek instead with um, Walken. That was going to be Harvey Dent. And when Catwoman electrocutes him at the end with a taser in the face, that was going to be how he gets the two face. Oh. And then he was going to be the, the bad guy in the third one. Spoiler. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It is crazy. And so, why did, why did Burton walk away, sorry, walk away from. Three? Well, Batman Returns became quite a controversial thing. I don't think it made as much money. It was critically more acclaimed. Parents lost their minds because it got weirder. Yeah. The penguin the does penguin weird shit in there. up ink and yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's weird shit in there. But this is not a light romp either. But anyway, it was confusing because they had, you know, Happy Meal toys and Penguin wanting to bang Catwoman and weird things like that. Yeah, so, the, so his version of Batman 3 would have been called Batman Continues, yep. which is sort of a bland... Name, yep. Batman. It's neither here nor there. Batman returns. Batman continues. They should have called the bat the first one. Batman shows up. <laughs> Batman arrives. Ba- Batman arrives. Batman returns. Is introducing Batman. Batman continues, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but it's going to be called Batman continues. It was going to have Two Face played dot, by dot. Billy Williams. It was going to have Robin played by Marlon Wayans. Who was uh, actually going to show up in Batman Returns too? He even got paid a hundred grand, and then they cancelled the role because there were too many characters. That's the kind of role that I want. Yeah, Catwoman was going to still be in it too. Um, Burton wanted Robin Williams for the Riddler, but probably wouldn't have happened anyway. Too and hairy. the Scarecrow was going to be on it in it, and was to be played Peter by O'Toole, Brad Dourif, aka Chucky. Oh, yeah, weird. Now, nah, but he's good, creepy face. Not the doll, the human that played him in the beginning. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. great. <laughs> You're actually thinking of the top? <laughs> I didn't know what to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was like. But he would be good, right? I thought it was like the guy that played R2-D2. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> A little person. <laughs> Scarecrows need to be pretty tall. That's why I went with yeah. Peter O'Toole. <laughs> um, and, you know, also he was, he was going to make the Superman movie Tim Burton was going to make Superman with Nicolas Cage. Oh. Can you imagine the the early connected universe that could have happened? That's the that's the Yang you're looking for. That would have been so fun. Do you 
Maybe write a letter. Oh, if everyone else is doing it. If we write 10,000 letters. To Tim Burton. Dear sir. Change.com. Change.org. Change. Uh, Burton's out, man. He's not interested in this shit anymore. He's happy making terrible other movies. Michael Keaton, on the other hand, mm. maybe showing up as Batman in a new film. Yeah. The Flash. Oh. So apparently, I don't know much about The Flash, but apparently he's got something where it opens up different dimensions or whatever. So you know how there was like Enter the Spider-Verse, that cartoon yep. with the different Spider-Mans? It's, a, it's on repeat at my house. It's a good one. It's, That's a good one to have on repeat. It's great. Yeah, it's good. It's so pretty. So beautiful. It's a piece of art. But anyway, they're, they're basically hijacking that kind of idea where there's going to be multiple versions of Batman in that movie, one being the Burton Batman played by Michael Keaton, which is interesting. It is. Yeah. I don't um, know. I'll probably wait for video. Yeah. <laughs> Will Dawson's dad still be the Flash? Was he the Flash? No, it's going to be the other guy, the kid. Dawson's dad, the actor, the actor that it's played. Funny Dawson's when you say dad. that, I can p- totally picture him on some hey, poster or something. Jacked. Remember? Remember? Everyone was like, "Why is Dawson's dad such a beast?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking that. Like, what is his workout, bro? Yeah. <laughs> he was the Flash. Yeah. I'll be Dawson. I think Dawson's mum was up too. She was Beb. It all added up. Yeah, she was no Joey, but that's she, why he she, was always crying. She was close he was to a, to listen to his mum and his dad upstairs. I reckon that's she, their backstory. Yeah, she was a bit like a Sally Field type. So I understand why you. She was hot. You were drawn to her. Hot type. Ah, <laughs> uh, hey Greg. Yes. You know, the one consistency in the first four Batman movies, even though they changed hands, they changed tones. There's one character. There's actually two characters, the Commissioner but also Alfred. Mm-hmm. They're in all four of these movies and it's fascinating to watch these same actors as the world around them changes into <laughs> crazier and crazierness <laughs> over the movies. Yeah. Your father. Yeah. But the thing is with this movie and just 90s in general, butlers. Mm-hmm. There's butlers and everything. Is it? Alfred. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The nanny. There's a lot of butlers growing up. Niles. Yeah, Niles. And there's probably others I'm forgetting. But butlers were pretty consistent presence in pop culture. I don't know anyone has a butler. Well, I got a dog. You had. He's if you were the opposite rich, of a butler. If you're rich, you had to have a butler. That was the way of showing he was a rich. Yeah, but I don't. Like, what are their lives? They're always so lovely to their family. But wouldn't it be horrible? Like you have no. You don't have your. Is it full? Like, do you have any life outside of it? Anyway, yeah, Sundays. That's shit. One day a week in Singapore, yeah. all the all the helpers have Sunday off and they go and sit in the park and chill. See, that sounds not that fun. Butlers are different though. Then they send the money home and they go back to the Philippines and they've got like two houses, three houses. Yeah, right. Yeah, but butlers in the in the traditional sense. What have you got? Have you got some butler intel? Well, for I us? tried. I couldn't. They seem quite secretive. These butlers, but I found some stuff. So did apparently, you find, did you Google? Can I buy a butler? I, well, I first Googled what's the deal with butlers. Yeah. Did you ask Jeeves? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, the British Butler Institute trains 2,000 people per year apparently. It's a growing industry. Demand outweighs supply currently. So if you're interested, get in there and it's never too late because people sometimes, some people don't start training till 50s and 60s. In fact, they encourage it because you look more like a butler then. Is there, is there an aesthetic that is – is the traditional aesthetic, is that what they look for? Yes, sir. I think so. Yeah, I think you have to be very proper. You have to learn how to speak the Queen's English and all Can that. Can I kind of tell thing. you? Yeah. At high school we had a teacher who taught Mr. Head yeah. and uh, he was a good guy and he was very proper. 
And apparently he left, I think he might have left when I was in like year 12. To, mm. No, I think I was still at school. He was leaving to become a butler. Right. He was up for that butler life. Okay, so that's a clue. So that yeah. makes so if he was happy to leave a bit of teacher. If you get called to teach, a, it is. Yo, teach. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So if you're happy to leave being a teacher to be a butler, then it mustn't be that bad. Well, Sounds think good. about it. If you're employed by the super rich mm. and part of the deal is accommodation. The accommodation thing must have been it. But because the money isn't huge, so the average butler, the average butler gets paid thirty to 40,000 pounds a year. The highest paid butler in the world gets 2.2 mil US. Oh, well, that's um, that's a lot of money. But that's the highest Earner. The mm. average is only thirty to forty thousand pounds, but then you don't have to pay for anything, right? That's all cream. I would, I'd hope so. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah, maybe the mindset is a bit like to be like working on a cruise ship or something, where you just go, "I'll do it for ten years, stack up the cash." Yeah. Interesting. Live that butler life. Should I we would like to butlers. Get, I couldn't do it. Butlers or battlers? I wouldn't be a good butler, would I? Like, let's be honest. Oh, I mean, reality I would. show. <gasps> Kind of a butler at home. Yeah, you'd be good. You just cooked us palmy. I had the palmy. They're not chefs, though. They were very specific about that. While they can rustle up a meal here and there, butlers are not chefs. Oh. But you are a good host. Um, reality show. You get a bunch of battlers <laughs> and send them to butler school. Oh, that's right itself. <laughs> that's fucking good, man. Ryan Seacrest, get on it. He does them, doesn't he? He, does those things. he makes more than a butler. That guy, Fuck. My goodness. What did he do to get all that money? He made some decisions, didn't he? Well played, Mr. Crest. Hey, before we get into verdict, we do have to touch on the Prince thing um, just mm-hmm. because it's a point of, I feel like it's well covered, it's but cult- we can't ignore cultural it. cultural revel- relevance. Yeah, people will be like, hey, can't you talk about Prince? Prince made a Batman album. Yeah. Some of the songs were in here. I don't understand the reality of the movie because Joker's playing these songs, but do these songs supposedly already exist in the universe or did Joker commission Prince to make these songs for uh, him when he goes and, in, and, yeah, I would and assume the latter. causes mayhem? I like that version. He's got him trapped in a studio. <laughs> he was actually, Prince is actually Joker's butler. Ah, there you go. That makes sense. And he says, I'm not a songwriter. I can rustle up a few tunes. <laughs> well, you know, were, he was the Joker guy because they were going to get Michael Jackson to be the Batman guy on the soundtrack, apparently. I love bats. <laughs> and uh, he wasn't into it. Like little birds and flapping their wings. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked that album though. Because, oh. yeah, I've tried listening to the Prince album and it's, I don't know. It's not my favourite Prince. Yeah. I went to a Prince concert oh. and I had heard through the grapevine that he comes out and does a late cameo, like the street, the sweepers are out or something. Oh. He just comes out and wails. So oh. I made my mate sit there and wait for like. It didn't happen? The place was empty and there were cleaners on the stage. I'm like, I, my mate's like, I don't think it's happening. I'm like, okay. Fuck. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. It was a great concert. At least all the traffic would be gone. Exactly. It's not bad. Strategy. Sit down instead of. Strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so they made that album. Uh, so there were two soundtracks. There was the soundtrack that was all print stuff and then there was, of course, the score by Mr. Oingo Boingo himself. Yeah. Um, Boings. <laughs> Mr. Boings, which is also crazy because um, if you think about it, in the same way that, Burton was kind of a crazy choice to direct and, and Michael Keaton was a crazy choice for, for Batman. So was Danny Elfman because he'd, he'd done Beetlejuice and he'd done Pee-wee's Big Adventure and a few other ones but mm. nothing like dark and gritty. So mm. another one, another crazy choice I suppose at the time with fucking great results. Good song, man. 
So did I hear that Burton had talks about this movie experience being terrible? Did you come across that? Not that I'm aware of. I think overall his experience in the franchise perhaps because because of what happened with the third one that he was yeah. kind of politely asked to, hey, maybe you should look at some other projects. So I think it's more that. Yeah, okay. From what I can tell, I don't know. What did, what did you hear? Because um, he made Batman Returns. Like he went back for another. Yeah, okay. I think he later, I think later. for sure, when, um, when they wouldn't let him make Batman 3, well, it was sort of one of those hostile mutual agreements. Mm. Yeah. He went off and did it with penis hands. <laughs> what wow. a run. Because he did Beetlejuice this and then Edward Scissorhands. That was a three consecutive. Yeah, that's his, that's his box set right there. That's that, Yeah, it's already done. That's the perfect. As much as I love Batman Returns, the fact that they're consecutive is just nass. Should we get into the verdict? Yeah. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for? Ah! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further, Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. Look, I think we've probably said it all. I like this movie a lot visually but also as a point of contrast to everything that's going on right now with superhero movies. We need some smaller ones, some quirkier ones, some weird ones. Yep. What about you, Greg? Ah, uh, look, I like chocolate. Mm-hmm. I like steak. Yeah. I like beer. I like eggs. Yeah. It doesn't mean that all those things together are delicious. <laughs> That's why I can't be trusted at a buffet. I didn't mind it. It is a rewatch for me because yeah. of its significance in the overall timeline of Batman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a rewatch, but it's a soft rewatch. Soft rewatch. Go in with low expectations and be pleasantly surprised. It's a hard rewatch for me. I give it four and a half stars. Wow. Yeah. I give it three. Yeah, that's still pretty good. Out of five. Well, the other thing I was thinking as well, I forgot to say it back in the thing. Four and a half stars. I give it four and a half. I really enjoyed it. Wow. It felt special watching it. One other thing I was going to say about Batman is there's so many versions now that I actually quite like the idea of just let anyone make different versions. Like I'd just love to see. Open source Batman? Yeah, just different auteurs making their version of what a Batman movie is because we've got such variety now that it's great. You've got Burton's version. You've got Schumacher's version. You've got the Adam West stuff. You've got Nolan stuff. Adam West. <laughs> We're about to get Robert Pattinson stuff. Like, I think that's cool. It's almost like a James Bond type of thing where they just keep making them. Oh, I'm okay with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. And make them different every time. I'll always watch it. Yeah. Guys, you guys, I'll always watch it. Just make it a franchise like Bond. They don't have to all connect. And the inverse of Bond where they can all be very different, different flavors. For me, the magic, I'm down for that. Mm. The magic in the acting, is rarely going to be the Batman, to be honest, for me. Yeah. If you look at the history of the franchise, the special performances quite often sit in the bad, the villain. Yeah. What's the interpret? Like, look, the Joker, perfect example. Yeah, pretty old, much. Old mate Joaquin. Then you got, oh, of course, yeah, there you go. the great and powerful Heath Ledger. Yeah. R.I.P. You got Halle Berry's Catwoman movie. <laughs> but yeah, 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 you're right. They say with those first four Batman movies, 
that often it's it's almost like the the bad guys are the main character really, and Batman's just kind of there. <laughs> yeah, it all kind of happens, especially in Batman Returns. He's like a minor character in that. Yeah, it's all these other people doing shit, doing their thing, doing their thing. Let them. Um, some culturally cultural relevancy tests. Did Simpsons do it? Yes, they did. Mirror. The mirror. The mirror. A big book of British smiles. <laughs> Some of these braces. Dan old plan. There you go. <laughs> you don't need to put a clip in. You're welcome. This is the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Porn parody, probably. I didn't look that up. I did. Oh, there you go. What's it called? I looked for ages. I couldn't find anything. Batman. Oh, oh, you, oh you did look. No, I didn't actually. I looked for last week's episode. Ah. Bechdel test, not really. FX test, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. My back's, <laughs> My back's having a little moment. Uh, I didn't do recasties because they're all – it's been recast all the time other than um, – Randy Quaid as Harvey Dent. Dennis no, Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Randy Quaid as Robin even now. Yeah. And – and Magnum PI as Commissioner God. Oh, I like it. They're only two. Tick. MVP. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, i got to give it to Jackie boy. Low-key v- VP. Nah. There's no one really. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Oh, Dent. no, the, the, the crooked, the corrupt lieutenant. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. He's perfect. Yeah. He's perfect. So unhealthy. He must have died soon after he died on screen. <laughs> after he died. <laughs> <clears throat> what are we doing next week? One of them. It's, it's March. It's May Madness. May Madness continues next week. Also, we'll, 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 we'll. What do we have? Follow us on Instagram because we'll release the details of the promotional side of May Madness, oh. which will include some merch giveaways. The, giveaways. The, the enormous, almost, almost, almost money irresponsible can't, money, power. Money can't buy. Money can't buy power. Of choosing a movie for us to review. Money cannot buy. Although if you have money and you want us to review something. It's for sale. It's for sale. <laughs> Very cheaply. Yeah. But we're hitting the next one next week, which I can't remember what it is. Is it Mortal Kombat? No. Space Jam? First Blood. First Blood. First Blood next week. That's the- a big boy one. That's what the movie's about. That's my plot synopsis. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw this rock in a helicopter. All right. <laughs> That's better. Bye. Your slide is way better.